Welcome to Call to Pursue, where I, a believer in Christ, pursues the lost, broken, and heavy laden. Share, follow, and comment. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. I'm grateful to have been able to wake up this morning, have the activity for my limbs, be able to see, be able to touch. And I'm grateful for this opportunity that I am able to share what God has given me. So today, the topic is stay focused on God. Stay focused on God. I want to just go back and, as always, I say, grab your Bible. Make sure you have some paper or pen. Um, Because we always want to go to the Word of God, despite if someone else is just reading it. We want to see it for ourselves. Try the Spirit by the Spirit. So, we are going to be looking at Ezekiel chapter 16. But before we turn there to the verse, I want to just focus on God and how he chose you for something greater. A lot of times growing up, I always thought that I, I, I really dealt with suicidal thoughts and A lot of it was my fault because I dibbled and dabbled into things that I wasn't supposed to watch. Um, I know probably everyone remembers those shows, The Haunting, where people would move into a house and they would be experiencing like some demonic stuff going on. Doors would be closing, windows would be opening. And um, I remember watching those all the time like I would come home for school and I would I would just enjoy it like I really did like it because it was something different it was something that I could see it was something supernatural and a lot of times we hear that God can do this x y and z but we don't really see it but it's so easier to go to the enemy's territories the satanic realm and the enemy's going to show you all of those things to get you into his kingdom, to get you into his stuff. It's so easier because he ultimately wants you to feel as though, hey, I, I, I can do these things. I can do tarot cards. I can do um, sorcery. I can do witchcraft. And I can see supernatural things way faster than when we are of God because God demands you to be clean. He demands you to be um anointed he demands for you to actually put your time in the word of god before he just moves in miraculous ways he wants you to grow deeper um so when i was younger it was something easier for me to see something supernatural but i didn't understand that by me watching it and by me entertaining it i was welcoming those things into my room into my house and i remember um it was at least two months two or three months where out of nowhere I started experiencing demonic attacks and those demonic attacks led from me actually seeing things in the corner of my room to me actually physically seeing arms and hands that were like wrapped around my back and my neck Um, I was what they call it now sleep paralysis but no that's just the worldly world the worldly word to cover it up, but it was actually um, a demon that was on my back that was pressing me. 
and um, it got really bad to the point where I was just starting to get like a lot of suicidal thoughts. So these suicidal thoughts um, were basically the enemy that was torn tormenting me. Um, and because I didn't understand the power that I had within me, I dealt with this for a long time. One day of it is okay, but my, it was like two or three weeks every night. I was so traumatized to go to sleep in my room and it was difficult to kind of talk to anybody about it. Cause it's like, what are you talking about? Um, but I remember talking to my grandmother and I remember telling her, Hey, I'm experiencing this. Surprisingly, she knew what I was talking about, which I was so surprised. And she was saying that it's called a witch on the bed. So she was like, when you go to bed, call on the name of Jesus. So I remember it happening and I, I called that name with all authority and I've wrestled, but it went away. And I began to then pray more and using that name. And I believe at that moment, I started to gain a deeper relationship with God and um, with Jesus Christ without me knowing it, but I was gaining that trust. I was gaining, you know, that relationship. But at the same time, I still was battling spiritually. So I remember one time was like, I guess the, the final mark for me. And I remember going to the to the kitchen and I remember getting a knife and it was like one of them long butcher knives. And I remember just like, and my head was just like, I'm done. Like I can't, nobody is understanding me, blah, blah, blah. And I was going to commit suicide in my kitchen um, by just cutting my wrist, just cutting to that artery. And I was just like, done. But in the midst of me taking up the knife and about to put it on my wrist, I heard a voice that just said, put it down. And it scared me, but I knew to put it down. (laughs) And I remember going to my room and I remember crying. I remember crying so hard because I wanted one thing and I couldn't get away from it. All I wanted was for those things, those demons to leave me alone. And from that that moment, from that point, um, it was like God heard my cry and they went away. I didn't have any more of those attacks. I didn't have any more of those things. And I say all of that to say God chose me. In the midst of me being young and very naive and me watching what I wanted to watch. But mind you, sometimes my grandmother would say, you need to start watching those. Or, you know, certain people would tell me to start watching those things because they can open doors and all that other stuff. And I always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the midst of all of that, me rebelling and me also showing that I didn't care. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. God still came to my rescue. He still chose me and he used that opportunity to comfort me, to show me his trust, to use that to gain a deeper relationship with me. And that's the biggest thing. 
I had to shift my focus not on things of the demonic realm, but to focus more things on God's kingdom. And then from there, I started to focus and watch more videos of people being delivered, people being healed. And then I got to this point where I, that's all I wanted to see. So stay focused on God. And for someone that might hit home and some people say, well, that didn't make any complete sense. And that's completely fine. But that is what was on my heart to share. So let us turn to Ezekiel 16 verse 5. Here the Lord is speaking on the children of Israel. And basically when we look at verse 5, starting at verse 5, the Lord is basically speaking of how no one wanted the children of Israel, but he chose them despite no, everyone else just putting them to the side. Starting at verse five says, none, I pity you to do any of these to you, to have compassion upon you, but you were cast out into the open field to the loathing of your person in the day that you were born. And when I passed by you, and I saw you polluted in your own blood. I said to you, when you were in your blood, live. Yeah, I said to you, when you were in your blood, live. I have caused you to multiply as the bud of the field. And then you have increased and grew great. And you are come to excellent ornaments. Your breasts are fastened and your hair is grown. Whereas you were naked and bare. Now when I passed by you and looked upon you, behold, your time of love, I spread my skirt over you and covered your nakedness. Yeah, I swore to you and entered into a covenant with you, says the Lord God, and you became mine. The biggest thing is when we look at how God is speaking to the children of Israel, God is also, we can use this for ourselves. When we were born into this world, we were automatically on our way to hell. We were already dead in Christ. But in the midst of all of that, God reached out to you. Never get it twisted. If you think that you in your own mind was thinking about Christ enough to go for him. No, nine times out of ten or ten out of ten. Christ was calling you and drawing unto you. And that is God choosing you to say, hey, come close to me. Come with me. And just like the children of Israel, he is saying to you, I will multiply unto you. Buds of the field, I will increase and grow you great. God is saying those things unto you and he is choosing you. And just like in my story, God was choosing me. I wasn't thinking about God. I was thinking about just getting away from what was going on. It wasn't until, you know, God was placing around me, my grandmother to encourage me and tell me about calling on the name of Jesus. But I wasn't thinking that. That was... God reaching his hand out to me to say, no, hold on. I have something for you. I know how we can get you out of this. I know what you need to do. So never forget that when God chooses you, 
that it wasn't because you thought of yourself highly enough to go for God, but God was coming for you. When we look at verse 22, go all the way down to 22. This is another key point about when God chooses you never to forget where he chose you from. Where did he call you from? Where did he come down to get you from? Verse 22 says, in all your abominations and your whoredoms, you have not remembered the days of your youth. You have, you were naked and bare and were polluted in your own blood. See, God is saying to the children of Israel, because the children of Israel wound up doing a whole bunch of stuff, worshiping other gods, um, just complaining and just just doing a whole bunch of stuff, which we do nowadays in just different forms. Obsessed with TikTok, idolizing TikTok, idolizing social media, idolizing TV, um, cursing, and just doing our own thing. But we never think sometimes it's only by the grace of God that we are even where we are now. And all the glory and honor needs to be given to God. And not unto these worldly things. See, in all of Israel, abominations and whoredoms, they they were looking at the success where they were and how far they came based off of, you know, what they did, quote unquote. But they're not looking back and seeing that God chose them in a place where nobody else wanted them. So it's important for us to remember when God chose me in that room where I was about to kill myself and be in hell for eternity. It's important for me to remember, uh-uh, we're not going back there. We, I need to stay focused on God. When God chose you out of that strip club where you felt like it was just, you was tired of being um, handled inappropriately, sexually assaulted, you was tired of being beaten, drugged sometimes. And God chose you out of that situation and said, come unto me. Stay focused on God. When God chose you out of that situation when you was raped by a family member. Or you was raped by someone you didn't know. Yeah, the enemy was plotting on your life to take you out. But God said, greater is he. That is in you. When you gave your life, uh uh-uh. He said, stay focused on me. I got you. We're going to twist this around. Because all things work for the good of those who love Jesus Christ. So, stay focused on God. Now, when you begin to stay focused on God, I just want to drop this other gem. It's important that you watch out who you're around. Because some people are not focused on the same God. It's a God of this world, which is Satan and Satan, Lucifer, the devil. And then there's the God of our lives. Who should be ultimately, you know, Jesus Christ should be the head. And God is the head of our life. So when we look at verse 25, I just want you to look at this really quick. You have built your high place in every head of the way and have made your beauty to be abhorred and have opened your feet to everyone that passed by and multiplied your whoredoms. 
it's important that you cannot mix and mingle with everyone because this journey to walking right before God, everyone is not on that same path. Everyone is not with that same mindset. So in order to stay focused, you have to center yourself around people that are staying focused as well. And that's going to encourage you. That's going to pray for you in the spirit. That's going to pray for you when you are feeling down, when you're feeling um, overwhelmed. That's going to be able to fast with you. That's going to be able to sing with you, rejoice with you. You'd be surprised. Some people don't even want to rejoice with you when you have good news. They're so jealous because this not happening unto them. Stay focused on God and build your community of friends based on their relationship with God. That way y'all can come together when times are hard to be on the same field of just the mindset. Not to go into those mindsets of defeat, but the mindset of victory. So I just want to encourage you all today. Stay focused on God. I pray that I stayed on task and I made complete sense. Um, but please stay focused on God because God ultimately, he is the final, he has the final say. Jehovah has the final say. So I just want to encourage you, please go ahead and um, follow, share, and comment. Please comment. Even if you don't do the other two, comment and tell me, hey, you talk too much. Hey, you talk well. Hey, um, next time look at this scripture. Or also, maybe if God gave you another scripture, please share with me because that gives me encouragement. That helps me to know that I'm hearing from God, that I'm able to um, articulate what he has given me. So be encouraged. Thank you and God bless.